What's up, Subaniacs? And here we are, week three of the Ugly Duck podcast. And just right off the hop here, I want to thank you guys for all of your support. The comments, the reviews, uh, so many fans leaving great comments. And I'm going to go through that in a second. But just keep commenting, leaving your reviews. It's really, really important for us. Obviously, with the podcast, the more five-star reviews we get, the better off we're going to be. And we're trying to continue to create momentum with the podcast. We're going to keep coming out week after week, keep supporting you guys and giving you guys content that you guys are interested in. But I do want to give some shout outs to a couple fans that have left some great comments that I can't, can't go unnoticed. Uh, this guy, Patan Cad on Apple Podcasts wrote, I am a Bruins fan, but I love the structure of the podcast and getting a player's insight, five stars and looking forward to more. Thank you so much. Mark Mushell on Apple Podcast commented, PK is awesome, always entertaining, and really awesome to hear insights from a player who is in the middle of his career and still playing at a really high level. Thank you so much for that. Keep it up, bud. Bryce McDonald on YouTube commented, PK is paving the way for a long career in broadcasting. You are a natural. PK, thank you so much. I really appreciate the comments. Keep it coming. Your reviews. Keep posting them. I'm loving it all. Uh, it's really helping us out. So thank you so much for your support. Like I said, we're going to keep coming back week after week. We're watching hockey, maybe even talking other sports as well. We're going to get into basketball maybe a little bit, right, Mo? Right. Maybe. So uh, stay posted, guys. We're going to keep banging these things out for you. And uh, like I said, keep leaving the comments. Reviews are everything for us. Remember, Apple Podcasts, go on, leave your reviews. All good stuff. All good stuff. Coming up, we got hockey talk and TikTok. That's right. We have one of the biggest personalities on TikTok coming up. Josh Richards is coming up. And guess what? He's a huge hockey fan. Stay tuned next to see how he did. All right, Mo. So we're back. Um, we're going to talk hockey. But before we get into hockey, just want to take a moment um, to talk about Dale Howard, Chuck passing away um very very unfortunate news 57 uh way too young uh, i actually had an opportunity to know dale decently well uh, got to golf with him a few times uh when i was coming into the league uh took took some time i had a lot more time in my schedule to golf and used to go to all these golf tournaments and used to see dale there all the time just a, a tremendous man very 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 nice like so down to earth one of the nicest people in the hockey world and gone far too young i know he was battling cancer but uh some tough news yeah. tough news well let's get into it real quick um stories obviously around the league but you know we'll transition to to um something else before yeah. uh, we jump into the league uh you just got back from vacation right yes i did how was on that a, on a brighter note on a brighter note uh took some time off yeah it's been like i don't know man <sighs> well over 20 weeks of training anybody that follows me on instagram knows that i've been going pretty hard so just training working and i felt it was time it was time to take a little bit of a break and get away i just did my covid test right. came back negative ne negative so was in the mix in the bubble happened to stay negative. stay out of the mix in terms of covid <laughs> so that's nice no it looked like you had fun yachts beautiful women Lindsay. oh uh, great time great time s'mores s'mores were great um it was awesome. Anybody who hasn't been to Cabo, uh, please go. Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was perfect, too. Wasn't crowded. Obviously, COVID 
I know that most hotels and resorts can only be at like 30% capacity. So right. it was perfect. It was low key. Weather was perfect. Uh, Nobu Hotel, shout out to them. Uh, I know they're fairly new. I wouldn't tell. Service was through the roof. It yeah. was unbelievable. And I'm not a big beach guy. I, anybody that knows me knows I'm always working. I'm always going 100 million miles an hour. So for me to go somewhere and really just be able to disconnect, obviously I still like to post on my social and do all that stuff because that's fun for me. That's not really work. But I was able to like, I didn't look at any emails. I think I watched one hockey game yeah. while I was there. So I even took a break from hockey. Uh, but it was perfect. So if you go to Cabo, Cabo, check out Nobu Hotel. All right, let's get into the news around the league right now. Biggest news has come out of the bubble. Tuca. Tuca Rask leaving um, the bubble to head back home to spend time with family. Many Boston fans are obviously upset, as you could imagine, in Boston. But, you know, it seems like he's got complete support from his team. You know, what are, A, your thoughts on this, and how does this affect Boston in this series? Well, listen, whenever, when I started, when we started hockey in the playoffs, I said right off the bat that, you know, for me, when I think of the Boston Bruins, it's Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara. That's where, you know, I, I look at their leadership starting with those two guys. They obviously have a lot of other leaders, Marshawn, these guys that have been around for a while. But those two guys, in my, my opinion, are the most important guys to that team. So whenever things like this happen, I look to them to step up. And we saw that they did being down two nothing to Carolina, coming back for unanswered goals. I think it was the end of the score was four, three. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, that doesn't surprise me. I had picked Carolina to win that series. So did I, I picked them to win I, the whole thing. Who knows what can happen now? Obviously right. with Svechnikov getting hurt and there's some things that have changed. Uh, but who knows what's up with Tuca? I, I, I don't know enough about that situation. I mean, you can do some digging, but there's tons of rumors floating around. Who knows what's true, what's not true. But family comes first. If yep. it's a family situation, you got to take care of your family. But it's just interesting because there's other players, too, who've got newborns and stuff like that. So it just makes you wonder. You just hope everything's okay yeah. uh, with he and, and his family, and you wish him the best. But uh, that's tough. You lose your number one goaltender in yeah. the playoffs. It's it's very difficult. But listen, you know I know Halak well. If there's a guy that you know that that can step in and do the job, it's him. So Right. Uh, speaking about Andre Shvetsnikov, yeah, goes down with a knee injury it after like being an, dumped. It, I don't know if it was a knee injury because they showed him on TV and it, he had a boot on and right. his knee wasn't braced at all. I think it's ankle, uh, ankle, ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's ankle injury. So that's, in my opinion, that's good news in terms of the time frame. You don't know how long it is, right? You know what, whether it's broken bones or ligaments, whatever it is. You you hope. I mean, tough luck for that kid, man. He he was just. Like how, how much is that affecting fire. this series? Obviously, Aho has to carry a lot more, but you're losing arguably your second strongest offensive player on that team. Yeah, but just some tough luck. Yeah, you know, for Svechnikov, the kid, the kid's a stud. Obviously, superstar in the league. He's going to be fine. He's young. You know, look for him to bounce back. If I'm looking right. at Svechnikov, I'm looking at Kevin Fiala, who broke his femur um, against St. Louis when he was playing with us. Huge injury. Right. Not a lot of guys come back from that. Uh, Kevin Fiala seems to be doing quite well right now. So, you know, I, I think that not to compare injuries or anything like that, but he's young. I see him bouncing back. I don't think there's any worry. Um, I don't see Carolina rushing him back either. Um, I think he'll be fine. Tough injury, but their team has shown that, 
listen, we can still compete. I know that Boston turned it on. Boston's got that experience. Yeah. So Carolina's going to learn from that. Their backs are against the walls now. Right. They, they have to come out. I think, obviously, next game is the defining game in the series. It's going to tell a lot, but give Carolina credit. They don't quit. They yeah. don't quit. Tough team. <laughs> Uh, the Bruins announcer took some flack yeah. uh, after that hit. He tweets out <laughs> what NBA, what NBC hasn't shown yet regarding the unfortunate injury to Shvetsnikov. The Carolina wing play was playing hobby horse, riding yeah. char on the back apron of the goal is what he tweets out. Right. Um, you poke the bear, you take your chances. No one wanted to see Shvetsnikov hurt, but he bit off more than he could chew. What's an announcer doing talking shit on Twitter? <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, uh, Jack Edwards, I know him very, very well uh, from a professional standpoint, playing in Montreal right. and playing against the Bruins. Um, listen, I look at the tweet and first how it started. And he first said that it's an unfortunate injury and, you know, you never want to see anybody get hurt. So right. he covered himself that way. Um, as far as what went on in the ice, I think that's just, that's a sports commentary. That's Boston. Very Boston. Very Boston. You know, Subban, he's down again. It's right. The, you know, it's, it's, it's that whole thing and it adds to the energy of it. And Zdeno Chara is one of the nicest people I've ever met in hockey. Right. You know, he's not going out there trying to hurt anybody. It's a no nothing play. He's battling in front with a kid. And trust me, Z is a veteran player who understands that Sveshnikov's a young player still learning. He's not doing anything crazy out there. And it was a really unfortunate play. But that's what Jack Edwards does. Right. He tees it up, and people are going to go nuts about it. And that's what it is. I, I watched it happen for six years, you know, when I played Montreal-Boston. I right. knew that anything that you did on the ice, when you're a star player on the other team, they're going to expose everything that you do is going to be highlighted by him. And it's the Boston toughness. It's their fan base. That's, that's the whole script there. <laughs> What's your thoughts when you go up against Chara for the first time and you just realize the size of this human being on Massive. skates and how agile he is for his size. Massive. And you know, I have such a respect for how long he's been playing the yeah. game and how strong he is. Right. And, uh, he was actually giving me some really good advice about like, you know, PK to manage overtraining, like don't overtrain. You don't have to, you're strong, just, you know, do your thing. And um, he's always been great at that. And that's why I have so much respect for him yeah. is to, you know, is, is he's always willing to help uh, anybody, not just his own teammates. Um, but Z is, is a journeyman. He's been around for so long to do it at his size yeah. and see the game evolve and him still, still be as effective as he is says more about his impact on the game. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. Habs coach Claude Julian yeah. was hospitalized for chest pains. He gets a stent put in. Uh, he's been released from the hospital. He's expected to make a full recovery, which is great. Uh, but the Habs have been without uh, have been without him. How does that affect them in this series that seems to be really tight? Well, first of all, it's unfortunate. You never want to see anybody have that. And I, I got to meet Claude Julien and get a little bit closer to him at the Olympics in yep. uh, Sochi. And just a quality human being, you, you don't want to see that happen to anyone. So we wish him the best and a speedy recovery. Um, with this team, Kirk Muller's got the experience behind the bench. I don't think that team's going to miss a beat in terms of their preparation. I think it's going to be amplified now from as far as the details go. I think players are going to 
going to be amplified in terms of paying attention to the little things that they have to do and being responsible. And it's accountability too. Uh, you know, no one, no player wants to be the player that's stepping away from the game plan while the coach isn't there. So I, I see them getting better as the series goes on. I don't see them getting sloppy at all. Um, but, but on the personal side, you want to see the coach, you want to see Claude Julian recover as quickly as possible. Columbus blue jackets and Tampa Bay lightning play the fourth longest playoff game Crazy ever game. Unbelievable. ending in a fifth OT period. Unbelievable. What, what kind of physical and emotional stress is a player going through during a marathon game like Can that? Can we talk about Corpus Allo for a second? Let's go. Like this guy's insane. He's playing lights out. Insane. And you know what? Let's talk about Columbus for a second because, yeah, we see Tampa. We know what Tampa is built of, and you got to give Tampa credit. I'm going to get to that in a second because, right. you know, Stamkos is out of the lineup, and they got some guys banged up. But I want to talk about the Blue Jackets for a second. They go through an emotional series with Toronto. Right. They go the distance. Obviously, it's only five games, but, I mean, those games were heavy, hard games, fast pace, back-and-forth action. And it doesn't even look like they're getting tired. It looks a little bit now like they're starting to get a little yeah, bit tired. Yeah, yeah. You could tell last game when Tampa sort of Tampa's skill sort of took over. Right. And, and you Tampa see, woke up a little bit. And, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So so Columbus is gonna need some bounces down the stretch here. But I could tell you this that Corpusalos, I mean, he's gotta be the hottest goaltender in the NHL right, right. now and the most consistent outside of Carey Price and Carter Hart. I mean, he's the guy that I see. Who am I missing? Am I missing a goaltender? I mean, Corpusal is the guy who stood out, stood out to me the most. And watching that game, I remember I was in Cabo and I took a break from the pool. I had one or two pina coladas and I said, I got to lay down because I was like, <laughs> it's way too hot. So I went up to my room and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And Lindsay's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just checking. Uh, you know, I'm on Instagram. And because I didn't want her to know I was watching hockey because she's like, take a break. Like, yeah. right. And she comes over. I'm like, Lindsay. This is in five overtimes right now. So she stood there and watched with me. And she's like, who's the goalie? She's like, who is this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's insane. He just, he's so dialed in. And it just shows people, I want fans to take this in. When you have goaltending like that, it changes everything. When you have a goaltender like that, like that, that's where Columbus now finds that energy, that extra energy that they right. don't think that they have. When you know that you have a goalie that's going to make not the first save, the second and the third, yep. it's a lot easier to play in front of them. It just takes a lot of pressure off yes. of the offense. Yes. Because you, you don't need to have 30 shots on goal. You just need to get one or two in because you know your goalie is going to carry you. Yeah. Lindbaum returns to the Flyers practice after the first time since being diagnosed with bone cancer back in December what kind of impact does that have for this Flyers team when you get a guy like that coming into the locker room? You know, um, the only other experience that I have, there's two other, I think of, you know, Brian Boyle, uh, I think of Saku Koivu, um, you know, and I look at this type of player who's a young player, it's a different situation because we haven't really seen a young player come into the league and have to face adversity like this. And I think that it's just been awesome. The way the Philadelphia Flyers have handled that whole situation yeah. and supporting the kid and being there for him and allowing, like getting him around the team. Now he's around the team and he's making steps, but this is what the NHL is about. And this is what I love about the NHL is when they do stuff like this, where it's, it's just bigger than the game itself. Right. And, you know, um, you know, I, 
I know over the past couple of days, the whole King Clancy stuff came out about, and you know, myself and uh, Dumba and Lundquist were up for the award. And I remember looking at the list of all the players that got nominated for it. And, you know, you ask any one of those players, you know, that have represented their team on what they've seen with kids and um, sickness and cancer and, and, and all of this stuff that's going on, you know, to see a hockey player come into as early as he can in his career and, and have this adversity to go through and to be around that. I couldn't imagine what it's like for the teammates to see that every day, right? right. To see a guy. It just puts things in perspective. Yep. And is it ironic that their team has taken off and has been right. kind of the surprise team, right? They just kind of came together at the right time. Right. You know, Philly's on the up and up. And so, you, you picked them to win this, this series. Well, listen, and I picked them to win the series uh, because Carter Hart, you know, I, I feel like Carey Price is established in his career. I, I, you know, I know that Carey wants to win a Stanley Cup and, and that's his thing. And, you know, that's what he wants to get. But for a young kid like Carter Hart to right. come in, Philly's been struggling to find that goaltender of the future. They finally found him. I'd love to see him have success. And, you know, I'm sure I know Carey Price is looking at the other end and seeing himself in that as yeah. well. Uh, so to see these two guys, it's tough. I want to see both of them have success. Uh, but with this team, I, I think seeing Philly bounce back at that one nothing win, the next game is is the biggest game. Real, real quick, I'll jump on something you just said there. You know, you talk about um, Price seeing Hart yeah. across from him and being like, oh, it's a young Price. Mm -hmm. Who Who's the young Subban in the league right now huh. that you see and you go, oh, it's a young Subban? You know... I get asked that question sometimes. And the first thing, as I say, is I, you know, first of all, I'm never going to be like, Oh, that kid reminds me of myself, you know, um, as far as someone playing just because I feel like everybody has to be themselves. Yeah. You know, um, if a player said, you know, I PK, I want to play your game. I'm saying, well, I play a game that replicates my body type right. and what works for me and, and how I can be successful. And, you know, you, you have to make that adjustment. Like I look at Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes isn't going to play the same game that I played when I came in. He's a different size. He's a different type of player. He's, you know, he, you know, I, I would compare him more to like an Eric Carlson type of player. Right. So, you know, for me, my game, I've always prided myself on playing a two way game and being a stopper. That's how I, I earned my job in the NHL was playing defense. You know, I get called up in the playoffs. I, we're playing against Washington and Ovechkin, and I'm getting the call to play against him. And then we're playing Crosby, and I'm getting the call to play against him. I didn't earn my spot in the NHL by by offense, right? That came later on in my career. So if you look at the first couple of years, it's just different. Um, but if I look at players that, you know, I watch and that I like to watch, that Kel McCarr in Colorado, nasty absolute filth he's nasty and the reason why i say that is because he's got the calmness and the maturity to his game uh, he realizes the tools that he has around him and you know coming into the league i you know i didn't have the luxury of playing on a colorado colorado avalanche type team yeah but to see a player already fit in so well and understand how to utilize his talents and skills within that team concept that's how you win championships. That's what you want. And I think that he's the out of the young defenseman in the league with his size, his shot. I think he's only going to get stronger. I think he's only going to get better. 
Um, I think that he's a guy that I would look at for a lot of young defensemen to watch in the league. Quinn Hughes is right there, obviously, with his skill and the tempo that he plays at, the speed. He's only going to get better. I think those two are going to be fun to watch as their careers go on. Chuck is out with a concussion after a big hit. How will losing him affect the Flames in what is a really tightly contested series? Yeah, it's a big loss, but there's a lot of teams out there that have lost key players. So yeah. this is the playoffs. You know, I, I look back at it um, when I was playing in Nashville and we lost Fiala against St. Louis, who at the time was one of our top scorers. In Anaheim series, we lost Johansson before playing game six which was the biggest game of the series. And you remember Anaheim was a stacked team. Kessler, Getzlaff, Perry, like, you know, Richie, all these players that were kind of still in their, their prime, right? Um, listen, it's going to – that's a tough loss, but I think that Calgary has to look past that. It's not it's – not, Kachuk is a big loss. He's a huge factor. Obviously, having him in the lineup is better for their team than not having him. But they got to look past that. The Dallas Stars are, have woken up. Yeah. Okay. They're rolling. The giant has awoken. Well, I told you. And I said, listen, I, I don't think. <laughs> They're angry. Listen to me. Joe Pavelski, the, signing him, picking him up. I don't think people realize how good this guy is below the tops of the circles. Yeah. He's that good. They got, look at the guys that they have around the net. Playoff hockey. Playoff hockey. They got defense. Klingberg. Um. Heiskanen, these guys can get the puck to the net. Those two are probably two of the one of the best defensemen at walking the line, getting pucks to the net. Now look who they have in front of the net. You got Jamie Ben, Radulov, Corey Perry, Pavelski, Fox. You got all these guys that are willing to get dirty. That are some of the best net front guys. Tyler Sagan. All these guys are some of the best net front guys in the league. Dallas starts getting pucks to the net. You think you're going to outnumber those guys out, out body over a, a, over a long series, they wear you down. So I think Cal Calgary's got their hands full for the rest of the series, yeah. especially now seeing Klimberg get the big game and Heisken in. You saw once those D started to jump in and, and started to contribute a little bit, started to move around, getting pucks through, now all of a sudden their offense picks up. And I think that they're finding their game a little bit now. And Dallas finding their game... Listen, Dallas was picked to win the cup just a couple of years ago. So, you know, so they have the team for it. They just got to get going. And I think they're find, finding their, their groove now. They're starting to move. The Kachuk injury is huge. For Calgary, it's going to be about them playing their best team game. It's not about who they have in the lineup, who they don't. The guys that are on the ice, gotta, they got to bring their hard hats and, and get ready to battle. Big shout out to the NHL on the COVID testing of it yeah. all. Uh, since the start, 5,640 tests have been administered. Zero positive results. Really just setting the bar on how a league should be running business during this crazy time of our lives. So big shout out to the commissioner and his team for doing such a phenomenal job. Let's get into some of these matchups. I know we've kind of touched base mm -hmm. on some of it. A lot of the haters at home that were chirping at you for your predictions in these including you mo including me you started it are quiet yeah because you have done i wish i put money on some of these picks because you have well, done hold a on. really don't good don't you job. forget yeah don't you forget okay i silence a lot of people when the big games come around that's right okay? don't remember don't forget that bigger that's the game right. 
when the money's on the line. That's it. That's Don't it. forget that. It's playoff time. Well, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, your brother's old team, the Golden Knights, yep. against his new team, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Man, those Knights have looked good. Yeah, they have. And the series isn't over yet. But, yeah. you know, seeing Chicago now win three in a row, um, that's going to be tough to do. Oh, yeah. From now on, yeah, I agree with you. Them pulling off three in a row moving forward. I do they do they have that in them? Uh, listen, I think anything is possible. Right. Um, I just think that Vegas is has got too much depth in their players. I remember I was watching a few games ago. I think it was game three. It was, and I could just you could just see it was either game two or three. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you could just see that they had that bounce in their step that they had. Right. You know, a year ago. Swag. Like that, that, that swag, that confidence yeah. back now. Like, oh, no, no, we're still that team. Right. We're still that team, and they're showing it again. Colorado uh, versus the Phoenix Coyotes. God, does Colorado look good? Well, I told you. I said it's, you know, it's St. Louis, Colorado. Here's the only thing that I'm going to say, okay? I'd pick St. Louis to win the cup. I'm yep. still going with St. Louis. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Colorado won the cup either. That was like said your, that, that was like your number two I said team. That, I as said the that possible. You team. can look back and say. Yeah. I, I will say this: Colorado obviously is playing a team that they're you know. Arizona's Phoenix is a good team. Yeah. Colorado's just a deeper team, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, and it's not that it's not that they're they're just deeper. They they they've been a team that have gone through. Ups and downs, they've lost, they've come back. They're ready to make that jump. I think that Phoenix is still building that team. That's just, that's from my Tempers eyes. Tempers played great, great, but it's almost great, like great, great. you can't, once the dam's broken, you can't really stop it. And these guys are just pouring it on. Dude, you got this guy galloping through the neutral zone like he's part, like like he's Kentucky Derby. You got, <laughs> no, you got McKin McKinnon. I mean, he's, listen. Uh, I, I'm not trying to foreshadow anything, but I think we all see Colorado moving on. Yeah, you know, I, I think we see that in that series, and I, I think Phoenix has played very, very well. They have nothing to hold their head uh, down about. They played very well. Um, it's just tough with a team that's got that much depth, that has that much to prove. They're just rolling right now, and it's tough to stop. But I just, I think it's going to come down to St. Louis or Colorado. One of these two teams. Okay. And you can throw Dallas in the mix. I right, said right, that right, too. Right, right, but right. I'm going St. Louis. St. Louis is in one right now with Vancouver. Oh, yeah. That that seems to be like a brawl. I oh, tuned no, no, in no. last night, no, and no. it was just hit after Listen, hit after hit. I saw a comment on either my YouTube channel or something. Someone said, okay, PK, keep sleeping on Vancouver. Someone said that. I'm yeah. not. Someone called me out on that, and I said, you know what? Whoever said that's right, because listen to me. I did not see the fight that I'm like Vancouver right now. Yeah. Wow. It's a gritty. It seems like the respect. they have a gritty team. Listen to me. They're not backing down. They're not afraid of St. Louis. They're going after them. Oh, yeah. They're going after them, and I love it. But I'm going to tell you this. If St. Louis gets out of that series, who knows what St. Louis looks like after this series? Yeah. But my guess is, is that this is like a refresher for them. That right. we have to play right. above the rim. If we're going to get, if we're going to repeat, we got to play above the rim. I think Colorado's playing against a team right now 
that isn't going to challenge them the way that St. Louis is. And it doesn't right. matter. They can't do anything about it. All they can do is put seven on the, on the, on the scoreboard and keep it on, keep on moving. But I just think that St. Louis is battle tested right now. This series is either going to end their season or right. elevate their season back to where it needs to be for them to win a season. Well, another team that's going through that right now who kind of got punched in the mouth right to start it mm -hmm. off is the Dallas Stars. Yep. Right? Who have now woken rolling. up and are rolling, rolling now. Yes. Yep. They're rolling. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they have the they had the same sort of wake-up call that St. Louis had. And now how do they respond? The series tied at 2-2. Two two. Now it's just a best of... Best of three, right? Listen to me. I think the deeper the series goes, the more it plays into Dallas's favor. Yeah. Seems that's that just that's just my I look seems. at their experience. You get Joe Pavelski, Corey Perry, these guys getting pucks deep, cycling on you, grinding it, making it tough on you. Good luck. Uh, another series, the Flyers versus the Canadians. Um yeah. Montreal, right? Carey Price threw a shutout. Yeah. If he could do it again. Well, Who we're knows? doing this right now. I think the score, what is it? one nothing Philly? It is, yep. one nothing second period. Yeah, one nothing in the second period. Got it. Philly coming out with a good start again. Um, Philly knows it's a huge game. Yeah. This is a this is their this is the game of the series because you gotta put Montreal, you know, in a place where they have to come back and win three in a row. Right. And I think if Montreal ties this series up, it's anybody's ball game. I think that if Montreal wins this game. The, the momentum swings in their favor a little bit. I think they put that pressure on Philly. Philly right now being up 2-1, they're playing loose. They got to come out. They got to, they got to, this is where they have to show that they're the better team, in yeah. my opinion. Well, you called it. So, yeah. but Montreal is your Bazinga bonus. So you, you're in a win-win either way. However, the yeah. series plays out. Tampa Bay Lightning, Columbus Blue Jackets seems to be playing out exactly how you called it. Well, listen, uh, uh I listen, I still I don't I don't count Columbus out until they're done. I don't count that team out. Really? I don't. Have, have you ever come back 3-1 in a series? Uh I think when I got called up to play in Montreal, I believe they were down 3-1. Really? And I got called up it was in Montreal for game 6. I think they might have been down 3-1. So I wasn't there the whole series. Right. I got called up for game six and game seven. But that would have been the closest that I was to it. What's what's the mindset going into a 3-1? Is it one game at a time? Well, this is why this is why I don't count out Columbus. Because it doesn't matter if they're down 3-1 or if they're up 3-1. Tortorella, they are playing the same game. Like, right. he's not accepting anything. Like, it's not, it's not even an option. So right. I think for this team, uh, and I think Tampa knows it. You know, Tampa knows it as well. So Tampa's going to come ready to try to close it out. But I can tell you this, Columbus wins the next game. They make it 3-2. You know, they get that boost of energy again. They need some bounces, though. They need a couple bounces. Let's get into this next game. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. You made the call on it for all those haters, including myself. The Washington Capitals are just getting they just haven't turned it on versus the islanders and i don't i don't want to blame it on the capitals the islanders are taking it to them they're up three nothing with an opportunity to, to just sweep this series what's going on here well first of all washington capitals are a great team great team fantastic great team. leadership great leadership great team it's just i i think that the islanders right now 
let's look at the New York Islanders and what they're where they're at right now as a team. They probably arguably had the the worst last two months of the season out of any other team in the NHL, right? They were embarrassed. They, you know, the pandemic in that break might have served them better than any other team just right. to get away from the rink and reset. They couldn't get out of that funk. But you have to look at this. You got to give credit where credit's due. Lou Lamorello brings in Andy Green, who was a captain in the New Jersey Devil, journeyman, meat and potatoes guy, block shots, one of the best guys in the locker room, leader. Like, you add that to your locker room. Then you go out and get Pajot, who's meat and potatoes guy, block shot. All These guys fit perfectly in, but what they bring is leadership and experience. And in my opinion, when you got Barzal and and Bolivier and, and these guys that are like young players that are ready to make that jump, you see Barzal come and score the big goal. They got everyone involved. Yeah. And the way they've built that team and the success is team, right? You had Ch Tavares transition out. Everybody was counting this team out. They came together as a team. And then you bring in veteran players that, with experience that can complement that. I, I think you're seeing it all come together for that team. You can't point the finger at one thing or the other. And, and listen, uh, the icing on the cake at the end of the day, it's the players that go out and do the job, but you got to give Barry Trotz credit for putting that team together and allowing them to come together as a team and play the way that they're playing. And ultimately I said it, I said it at the start, if the New York Islanders come out and play, like they're capable of playing, like they played at the start of the season, they're a tough team to beat. They skate, they got skill, they got poise, they got experience on the back end, their defense are mobile, they can move, they got guys that can shoot the puck, they have goaltending, they have forwards that play the right way. Barzal, you have top three best puck control guys in the league, it's a puck control game, so you're going to have possession now. It's They have all the right pieces to do it. And let's wrap it up with Boston versus Carolina. Boston obviously takes... A pivotal game for yep. here. What are your thoughts here? Look, Carolina was my team coming into this. They look great. Maybe the Rangers just weren't as great as I thought they were, and 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 they they bulldozed a mediocre team. But they seem to be having some trouble right now with Boston. Can they turn this around and make it a series? Oh, there's no question. The way Carolina plays, the, the way they play, they're a smart team. They check the right way. They take care of the puck. Um, you know, you got to give credit to Boston, though. Yeah. Boston sort of is in the same boat as Dallas. And I picked Carolina because, listen, once again, young team. I like right. their young players. Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7, right. going up against Boston, underdog team. But give credit to the Bruins. Um, yeah. They had a, a, you know, I'm seeing that other, maybe I forgot, but there was there's another level to their game that came and when they turned it on it was like it was clockwork it was just like click 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 shift after shift after shift they just roll they roll they roll and i think you know they reminded everybody in the nhl that they're still you know the top team if not the top team in the east it must be nice to be a boston fan at the moment mm -hmm. right you have the bruins playing well you have the patriots who got cam newton you have the Celtics who come out and win game one of these NBA playoffs. And I figure what a great transition. Look, you killed it on, and it looks like you killed it so well, far. Well, let's hold on, on hold picks. on. Let's take the Celtics out of the equation because we already know the Raptors are in the East and they ain't beating the Raptors. <laughs> so let's take the Celtics let's out. But let's talk out. Patriots. You can talk Patriots because 
you know, they're not going to see my Cowboys until, you know what I mean? <laughs> so let's talk Patriots for a second. Well, yeah, let's talk, you know, Patriots obviously got Cam Newton, yep. Cam Newton, great player. Um, NFL really quick, right? Cause you're a huge Cowboys fan. Do you think the NFL season is going to happen? This I hope year? so. I hope because so. Co- look, college football right now is on the brink of, we don't know, right? You have the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 who's opted out. I, I, uh, you have other leagues that are showing up, the, the SEC saying we're going to play. How does, how do you, A, keep people safe? How do you keep people, you know, from testing positive? Because we know it's going to happen. Well, uh-huh. the pre- hold on. Let's talk about where the pressure is coming from. Right. First of all, the NFL is looking at the NBA, NHL. There's, there's sports going on. Right. It's happening, right? right? So it's how do we get our game to where it can happen, where we can – it's clockwork. For the NHL right now, it's just clockwork. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's happening. But so, you, you can't put the NFL players in a bubble for six months. Well, listen, this is where it gets sticky, right? Yeah. It's, it's how does it work? And you also have to look at the amount of players. Like, NA, NFL is like almost double the players of what right. the NHL teams Double the teams players, have. double the personnel on the back end. Listen – I think they're going to do everything they can to make it work. They're definitely going to try. Um, but I want to see football. I do. So I want to see Tom. Yeah. I want to see Tom and the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. And I want to see the Patriots oh. and Cam Newton. So many yeah. great storylines. Too many great storylines. Prescott, is he going to get paid or not? Is he going to ball? Oh, no, no, no. Dak's getting paid. Dak's getting paid. As a cowboy? My boy's getting paid. Yeah. As a cowboy or as another. Listen, listen, you know. First of all, whether it's in Dallas or it's somewhere else, he's getting paid. Yeah. But you know me, Jerry's world, and we're all just living in it. That's so, right. You know, and you know how I feel about Jerry. We got to get Jerry on the show. I want to see my boy Dak get paid, though. That's you know, I believe in Dak. I believe that he's he's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Whether people like it or not, I don't care whether you like it. Yeah, I, I said it. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I believe that. All right, let's jump into another league. That is in full full force. Yep. That has one of your favorite teams as a defending champion. Okay, but what about Damian Lillard? What about him? Well, look, look Adidas guy, three look, stripes. Damian Little, Little Lillard is great. He seems to have the right supporting staff this year, right? In the sense that they went out and got Mello. Mello's been a good kind of number three role player. Hold they on, got white on. side off Mo, the bench. Mo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not just skim over how good Damian Lillard's been. I saw right. a stat. I saw a stat this weekend that said Steph Curry in like his whole career has had 61 three-pointers from 30 to 40 feet from the rim. Right. Damian Lillard had 54 just this season. Okay. 54 Listen, in one season. I'm not going to throw shade on a guy doing amazing is things. He, is he the MVP? He Would you vote for him as MVP right now? No. Would the, they would like Portland to wait. Trail we like to wait. Would Portland Trail Blazers be in the playoffs without no, Damian Lillard? So wait, hold on. Compare that. Right, right, Let's right. talk about MVP. If, if you go f- of the definition of what an MVP is, yes, you can argue that Dame Lillard has helped a a team on the bubble get in as the eighth seed. Excuse me. We can make the same argument for Giannis and what he's done for the Bucks that are a one seed. So one is just now. now okay, listen, but you're not putting LeBron. I haven't heard it. LeBron's name yet. So hold on, I want to hear it. Does do the Lakers make the playoffs without LeBron? 
And um, AD as their number one. Do they make the playoffs? I think they make it in as an eight seed. Okay, that's my point. Right, right, so right, right. So Damian Lillard, right. correct? Yes. If he's not on Portland, they are they making playoffs? Probably not, not. They're not making playoffs. That's right. Okay, I'm look, not saying look, you're I'm right. not saying who's the MVP. I'm not saying who's not. He's playing lights out, okay? But there's a difference when you play lights out in what we call, you know, uh, weekend ball, average Joe ball because the playoffs we know are a different beast, right? The Lakers have been coasting okay. through this entire bubble. I agree. And the question is going to be when I see him Great do point. it against AD and LeBron who are zoned in on we just need to stop this one guy. If he does it against them. Dude, he's pulling up just inside, like ten, yes. five feet inside a half and court ha and look, draining him. He has him. everything that I want in an athlete. He has a killer instinct. He's not flashy. He's all about his city. He probably could have gone to a much bigger market and be a much bigger he star. He is not scared. He is not scared. He doesn't get scared. But the question is, what happens when, when you face arguably the greatest player of my generation and LeBron James? When Kobe says... Yes. That guy does not get scared. He ain't scared of right, anything right. and anybody. Uh, listen to me. I haven't watched an NBA. I haven't watched. I watched probably four games. I've right. been watching hockey mostly. Right. I've watched four games. I'm tuning into every single game in that series. And, it and starts, we're talking about it. It starts tonight. Well, look, let's get into it. Let's see if you can put your, your predictions where your mouth is right now. Lakers versus Portland. Who do you have in that series? Well, the Lakers should win that series. <laughs> <laughs> Slow retreat. <laughs> okay. The Lakers should win that series. But, but the one-two punch, the two-headed monster yeah. in Portland, yeah. right? You got Melo, who is obviously looking to make an impact. I think this is going right. to be the best basketball that we've seen from Melo in a McCollum long time. You got McCollum as well, who's great. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So the, the, the two-headed monster, McCollum and Dame, and then you got Mello, and then you got Jurkic. Yeah, and they got Whiteside, who's off the coming off the bench, who was a listen, star in Miami and has found a good role for himself on this team. Listen to me. If Portland plays their best basketball, it's going to come down to, to Dame and, and Mac, dude. So who are you picking right now? No, Lakers or listen, it, I, I, I don't think you can pick. I, I think you have to pick the Lakers. Got it. Because if you pick the Lakers and they lose, no one's going to look at you like you're crazy. But <laughs> you pick Portland. No, you pick Portland and they look. Listen, I'm going with the Lakers. You got to go with the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers playoffs are ending in the first round. All I don't, right. I don't see that. Houston Rockets versus OKC. Obviously, the Rockets are dealing without Westbrook at the moment. OKC with Chris Paul have this resurgence. Is it enough? Who do you have in that series? Uh, I'm taking Houston. Houston it is. That seems to be the right pick. I'm taking Houston. All right. Uh, Jazz and the Denver Nuggets. You know, Oof. I don't know too much about either team here. I'm going with Utah. Okay, Utah. Wow. They come back. They lost the first game, but they're coming back. Clippers. This is an interesting series. Clippers versus the Dallas Clippers. Mavericks. Clippers. 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 Oh, wow. Because they're, they're clipping. They're going to clip. How much do you miss Kawhi Leonard at this moment? I miss him, but I'm happy for him. You know what? You win a championship, 
You go somewhere, you go to Toronto. I'm not saying that Toronto was a place that he wanted to go to, but he came there. And whether he wanted to be in Toronto, whether he considered being there long-term or not, doesn't matter. He focused, he gave respect to the city, the organization, he got the job done. And you know that he put everything into his preparation and to be in the best player he could be in Toronto. He earned the right to go and play wherever he wants to play. And whatever, everything's gravy for him now. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm pulling for Kawhi. I want to see the Clippers in the finals. I have never seen a player do a one and done like that and get so much love. Yeah, but it's not only that, it's his personality too. Like yeah. the guy just, it's almost like he doesn't care, but he does care because he leaves it all on the court. And, you know, you, you can't, you can't want to see everybody be that way because not everybody can be that way. That's just who he is. And, you know, listen, he, you got to give that guy credit. He was not pegged to be the player that he is today. Nobody would have said that Kawhi Leonard is going to be crazy. who he is today. And he's worked extremely hard. He's a beast. And uh, listen, another Hall of Fame player we're talking about. So that says it all. We'll touch on this one quickly. I know the answer, Bucks versus Magic. It's got to be the Bucks. It's got to be the Bucks, Easy. yeah. Uh, Pacers versus Heat. That's kind of interesting. My, Jimmy Butler reinvents himself. Like, he's, he's gotten a bad rap for being a hard-nosed player. He's not just, for me. He's just a guy who not calls me. out mediocrity. Not for me. He calls out laziness. Not and for he me. He finally gets to a place in Miami where he's with Spolstra and he's with the great Pat Riley. Yeah. Where it is appreciated that a guy comes in with that sort of fire and they make him a leader and obviously that team has taken off. First of all, I have no issue with Jimmy Butler and how yeah. he conducts himself within a team. You know, listen, I've been scrutinized for getting in tussles with teammates in practice and all that stuff. I believe you got to push each other. You got to push your teammates to be the best. And, you know, I've been very fortunate enough to be playing in the playoffs more times than not playing in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's because I've been on teams where guys pushed me and I pushed them. And that's a winning mentality and environment. I'm not saying you got to fight your teammates every season, but what I'm saying is you got to push it. You, you know, listen... You watch The Last Dance, not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan. We're right. not asking everybody to be Michael Jordan. But Jimmy Butler's not even close to doing what Michael Jordan was doing right. and pushing his teammates. So, look, I got a lot of respect for a guy who wants to win. All right, so it looks like Miami's going to then take that one for this first round. Boston, 76ers, who do you have? Celtics take game one. Looks like Ben Simmons is out for the series. Gordon Hayward's also going to be out. Boston just seems to have a little more depth. Thoughts? Well, I mean... Listen, Tatum. Right. Oh, I love him. I, there's one guy. I'm just. I'm just gonna say his name. Tatum. He's like a. He. He reminds me of a young Kobe. I. I. I remember he. I think it was his rookie year in the playoffs. He dunks on LeBron with no fear, and even LeBron gave him a look like, "Are you what?" Listen to me. He's a problem. Yeah. But I want to see that problem get solved. When my Raptors meet, <laughs> all right. So we'll. So I'm we'll, going with Boston. We'll let Boston move on. Then obviously Raptors Nets. That should be Raptors. will wrap that series up too. Yeah. Van Vliet, Siakam. You see the Gasol. step back? Do you see the behind the back step back? Oh yeah. Nasty. Nasty. That's my boy Vliet. Ibaka coming off the bench and he's Freddy. a baller. We got to get Ibaka on this show. I feel like he'd be a good interview. Ibaka. All right. So we got the Raptors wrapping that one up. Okay. Let's go second round in our little bracket here. Lakers versus the Rockets that should have 
um, you know, Westbrook back, who do you see winning that series? Uh, Going on the conference finals. That's a very, very good one, but I see the Lakers taking it. All right, so we got Lakers in the conference finals. The Jazz versus the Clippers in the conference finals. Who do you have moving on? Um, I see Clippers moving on. All right, so, so Clippers move on to the conference finals to face the Lakers. Let's head over to the East. Finally, the Bucks have to face a real team in the playoffs in the sense that they're playing Miami. Who wins that one? That's going to be a hard-fought game. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. Miami. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think – I like that pick. If you would have if you would have said that pick that the Miami Heat would make the Eastern Conference Finals four months ago, people would have laughed at you. But that is a great pick. All right, let's put them in there. And then obviously, Celtics versus Raptors. Uh, you know, Raptors. Come on now, come on now. Got it. All right. So Stop playing around, Mo. Conference Finals: Lakers, Clippers. First time they've ever faced each other. Mm -hmm. What we call the freeway series, right? What we call L.A. is pissed off because everyone would have wanted that. That would have been the hottest ticket in L.A. You would have been there looking fly as hell with Lindsay sitting on the sideline next to Jack. Living it up. Uh, in the mix completely. Instead, you got oh, robbed. For and now we have sure to watch it there. on TV. Jeannie Buss, I would have called up oh. Jeannie. Jeannie, if you're watching. Oh. Looking forward. Uh, We're looking forward to that for sure. Now we watch it on TV like everyone else. Who do you have winning? This, this is going to be a tough one. I got Lakers, Raptors in the final. Raptors winning it again. Wow. Yep. Lakers in the final, which means you have the Raptors beating Miami, and then you put the Raptors in the final again. Yep. Beating the Lakers in six. In six. six. Oh, I'm writing this down. Raptors in six. Six. Put it on the board. Six. Let's go. You heard it here first. That wraps up our NBA. Raptors wrapping it up. Six games. He is the 18-year-old megastar on social media, having amassed over 20 million followers on TikTok. I think I got like 2,000. <laughs> um, now he's making waves as one of the youngest entrepreneurs ever as the chief strategy officer for the social media app Triller. And he's a huge hockey fan and fellow Canadian. We love our Canadians here hey. at the Ugly Duck Podcast on my YouTube channel. Welcome, please, Josh Richards to the podcast. Thanks for being here, Josh. Welcome to the Ugly Duck Podcast, episode three. Yeah, thank you for having me. I mean, it's an honor. Listen, you are from Ontario. We spoke yes. a little bit about where you're from. There's a yeah. little bit of a connection here. You grew up with hockey. Who is your favorite team and what do you like about the game? Favorite team growing up was Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby, you know? I mean, he goes right to the team that ended my <laughs> only chance so far to win a Stanley Cup, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, why yeah. Pittsburgh? Uh, it was Sidney Crosby. He was like he was an idol to me when I was younger, you know? Made okay. me want to start playing hockey, so. I think Sidney Crosby's an idol to a lot of kids, especially a lot of 18-year-olds. This guy's only 18, if you can believe it. 20 million followers, hugely successful. Okay, who are you betting on the playoffs now that your Pittsburgh Penguins aren't alive? Penguins down. Don't who are you betting on? I mean, I think that Carolina has like a great defense. 
I like your right? pick. Like, they're very good. Yeah, yeah go yeah. on. They, they got a great defensive team, so I, I, I think they're going to take the cup this year. Okay, yeah. I like that pick. Carolina is a good team. They're a sleeper. Not a lot of people may see that, but hockey people do, so great yeah, pick. Thank you. Did you play hockey growing up? Yeah, uh, I actually always wanted to play hockey, but at the start, my parents kind of like would side that question just because like we didn't have, I guess, the money to play right off the bat. Um, but I started to play when I was nine years old and then played until 16. What position did you play? Uh, I was a center. Centerman, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like Sidney Crosby. Exactly. Two-way? Did you play a 200-foot yeah. game? Back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was Solid. a two-way player. Reliable. You're reliable with that 20 million followers you got <laughs> on TikTok, too. Okay, Josh, I have to ask. Did you know going on to TikTok that you could make it? What was your strategy from the start? I mean, 20 million yeah. followers. It's a lot of followers. No, yeah. It started off, actually, with my sister getting me in a video. Okay. And then... Um, their, her comment section was like, what's his username? What's what's his at? So I was like, oh, I'll make one. So I made one uh, the summer before my freshman year. And I was like, I was competitive, played sports. So I was like, if I get 10K followers by the end of the summer, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'm quitting. And I hit the goal. And then I was just like, oh, I guess I'll keep doing this for fun. And then I saw that you can make some money off of it. So turned it into like a business. So you're not wasting your time on social media. It's time uh, well spent for you. I think yeah, I would, I would like to say that. Okay, I like that. Um, people take your generation for granted, in my opinion. Right. And I think I'm a little bit a part of that. I'm an 89 boy. I'm 31. So I caught the tip of the millennials. In my sport, I guess I'm seen as a millennial as well. Okay. But you're 18, so you're getting the full brunt of this whole thing. You guys are making a killing at such a young age. Do you think people misunderstand young creators like yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people that are older, they uh, think that they're just like wasting their time on social media or they're being idiots, you know, posting these videos of dancing or whatever. That fly doesn't. I know. I want to get it. That fly doesn't get out I'm of my sorry. Face. It's the one thing Jeez. about the studio that we don't like, <laughs> the bugs that get in here. I'm sorry. No, but yeah, uh, they, they definitely kind of, I think, look at it at a different view. Like they didn't have the social media back then. So uh, what I like to say is like, you know, back then people would watch TV, watch sports and watch all that type of stuff. Now, a lot of people just would prefer to watch social media videos. Mm -hmm. So, and, and like, it seems like it kind of just happened overnight for you. Like, how did this all happen for you? I know you talk about your sister, but explain to me what goes into it, because a lot of kids are on social media. Not a lot of kids have had the success that you have. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's been about four years now of me mm -hmm. doing it. So, um, I started to uh, look at the algorithm and see on the app which videos would pop off, what made them pop off, kind of learned that like shares and comments would make your video do better. So I started making videos that would engage more with the comment section, uh, found that five posts a day would actually push my other videos up on the For You page as well. So mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure out all the, you know, the algorithmic uh, features of the app that would help me out. And then I took advantage of it. So there's a science to it. A little bit, yeah. I think you got to give yourself some credit. Like, I'm looking at you. You're a cool dude. I'd follow you in all your videos. Hey, thank you. Okay. I think people think staying active on social media is easy. Right. Is it? Not at all. Or is it hard work? Like, what, what does um, it take? I mean, I think it depends also what videos you do. But I'm trying to do, like, my three to five videos on TikTok. And then I'm trying to post my videos on Triller and then YouTube and then Instagram. So... Um, it definitely depends on uh, what you're trying to do with social media, but the the YouTube is what takes the most time. And it's it's a lot of work to stay consistent on there. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's important to say is that for a lot of kids, they, they see social media as being easy and this is an easy way I can become popular and make money. And yeah. it's like anything else. You got to work at it. The best people in their, in their craft, in their profession work extremely hard. 100%. How hard do you work? Uh, I'm probably putting in like eight to like max 10, 12 hours a day. Wow. Because it, it goes into the, the business meetings I go to, calls I answer, uh, going on uh, media, news outlets, uh, planning videos with my videographer, with my friends, getting them involved, making calls to them, uh, sketching out like, you know, uh, what prank I'm going to do or anything along those lines. And then going live, filming, like it's, it's a huge process. You are an impressive young man. I really Thank mean you. that. You're only 18 years old though. And you've just been hired by the app Triller yeah. as its chief strategy officer, 18 years old. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank but you. what I really want to know is, are you going to turn in the hat for a suit? Are you going to start wearing suits now that you're a businessman or what? Uh, I don't know. I think I like the, the hat and t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. That's, that's perfect for me. Yeah. See, I'm used to the suits. Right. So, but even now, I don't know with the new dress code in the NHL, I might be able to to rock a t-shirt and jeans and a baseball yeah. cap to a game. What do you think? I think I think that's the move, but I, I've seen you in some suits. You got some style to you. I got some style. The mm -hmm. only problem is, is I got all these hats, right? and I don't know if they're going to fit with the fro. Mm. So do I keep the fro or does the fro go? That might, next time you come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll answer that next time. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah. All right. What separates Triller from TikTok? I understand Triller stores very limited data and has double encryption and da, da 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 explain to me the difference between the two right of course uh how i like to look at it is like one it's uh creator first by the artist for the artist like 27 of the top streaming artists are invested in triller so they're actually an app that cares a lot about the creator and that's what made me like have such a refreshing feeling when i talked to them i went in there we started talking about monetization components to be added to the app and they were like receptive right away they're like yeah we're gonna work on that or we've already actually started working on that so that was amazing as well. It's like, it's kind of like the Hollywood version. Uh, I got to go and meet up with Mike Tyson, went to his, uh, training. Iron Mike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they, they set up a lot of stuff for their creators, uh, and they care about them. So that's kind of something that's cool. Impressive, impressive. And what I want for kids listening, people listening is that not only does this, is he successful at what he does? He knows the ins and outs of his business. 18 years old. He's taking the time, learn your craft. Learn your profession. I love it. TikTok is at the center of a huge global battle right now. Everybody obviously knows what's going on, especially in the United States. What do you make of it all? Is China really going to get us? Like, they going to take TikTok from us or what? I mean, here's how I look at it. It's like, it's not about uh, me necessarily or like my following on TikTok. It's, mm -hmm. it's the safety of all these like young kids that are using this app. Like, I feel responsibility to those followers that, you know, support me on the daily. So what I'm trying to do is at least uh, guide them to a different area or a different social media platform that is going to be safe. That's amazing. I love that because I'm the same way. You know, I may not have 20 million followers <laughs> on TikTok, but whenever you expand and you change into a different direction, you want your followers to understand that you're thinking of them. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, you're also on YouTube, like me. Yep. Why did you turn to YouTube? What separates it from TikTok? Give me the breakdown, because I'm new to YouTube, so mm -hmm. I want to hear from you. 
Uh, one, uh, show my personality. Yeah. I feel like you can't uh, show that a lot or, or demonstrate really who you are on uh, apps like TikTok uh, or Triller. I mean, it's just like a video with an audio over top of it. They don't even hear your voice. So I wanted to kind of show people who I was and how mm -hmm. I acted. And uh, also, I mean, I get to be more creative. I get to uh, do the different types of videos I want, the vlogs I want to do. So definitely uh, just just a more authentic, I think, platform. Authentic, real. I like it. He's only 18, this guy. Unbelievable. You took a hiatus this year mm -hmm. from your collab house, Sway LA. What happened? Sad, sad. What happened? Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we got into a little bit of uh, trouble. You know, we, we were a bunch of, like, young adults. And okay. we're, we're messing around, mm -hmm. doing a lot of things that maybe we shouldn't be doing. At and 18, shocker. I, yeah, exactly. 18-year-olds doing those type of things. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it was just, like, a reality check for me. And also uh, one of my roommates, Jaden Hostler, uh, we kind of realized we were going down a path we didn't want to go down. And we decided, like, okay, let's take a step back for a little bit and uh, kind of reevaluate our decisions. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of decisions, there was a lot of talk about the parties during the pandemic at the Bel Air house where you lived with your collaborators. Yes. <laughs> what do you make of all of it now that you have some distance? I mean, um, like... They're party animals. That's just they're they're frat. It's a frat house. Like it's not it's not even a collab house. Um, it's really just a bunch of kids that are uh, college kids doing the craziest things they can dream of. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's just that's just what they do. It's just who they are. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, when people are young, they want to have fun. They want to have fun, right? Yeah, and they're gonna find a way to do it. So that's it. But you got to keep your oh yeah in yeah. line, right? No, of course. Of I course. love it. I love it. You're you're like a breath of fresh air, man. <laughs> the mayor of L.A., Eric Garcetti, mm. said he'd shut off the water and the power if the parties in L.A. La La Land continue. You think he's right for doing this, or do you, we got to fight for our right? To party. <laughs> Fight for the right to party. That's funny. Um, I mean, I definitely understand why he's doing it. Like, uh, I think that the U.S., like, they, like, the COVID, they didn't, like, control it really well at the start. And then, like, you look at places like Canada where there's, like, barely any cases anymore. Our home. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, mm -hmm. shout out. Shout out the six. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I, un I understand it. I get it. it it's definitely a, a good warning to put out there just so people, you know, slow down on that part, stop spreading the virus. No, I hear you. And it's, it, but let's be honest, it's difficult to do. This oh, has been a long time. So long. It's people, hard, man. Yeah, people it, are getting rowdy. Like, they're ready to get out. And, and I get everything that's going on. There's a lot of people that are going through stuff, a lot of families, a lot of people are hurting, mm -hmm. you know, you only have one life and it's difficult. Everybody's trying to find some way to find that happiness and that enjoyment. Yeah. So I get that. Okay. You got some time for some rapid fire questions? Shoot. All right, let's do it. Actually, you know what? Before we get into the rapid fire questions, I want to talk about where you're from. Okay. Coburg, Ontario. Jeez. And we talked about it before the show. Yep. We have a little bit of a connection with Coburg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I played in a town in junior called Belleville, Ontario, which is how far from Coburg? It's like, what, two hours? Is yeah, it's about? not that far. It's not that far. Like I always remember Coburg being like, like maybe 45, 45? minutes to an hour away yeah. from Toronto. Like when I yeah. left my house, I'd always pass Coburg. 
So I told him the only time that I'd been in Coburg was when I was trying to make the team out of junior. Yeah. I was a low round pick to the OHL. I went 105th overall in the OHL draft. Okay. I was a six round pick. I was yeah. the third pick in the sixth round. And I went to rookie camp and I had a really good rookie camp and I got sent to Coburg to have one skate. Mm -hmm. I went on the ice. I had a really good first shift. I think like one of my shifts of the game, I went through the whole team and scored. And Easy. basically I never went back to Coburg. So that's my story <laughs> about Coburg, but Coburg's beautiful. I love it there. Do you yeah. ever get a chance to go back? I haven't actually for the last eight months just because of the whole like yeah. COVID situation. Um, but I do miss it. I mean, there's a beach there. It's super nice. I used to go there every single day. So, Well, as a Canadian, we'd love to have you back in the country. I'm sure they'd love to have both of us back there. Yeah, so probably. maybe we'll have to organize something. Yeah. Okay, rapid fire question time. Biggest misconception about you, if there are any? Biggest misconception. I think uh, that like my age makes me not as smart as I am. I think a lot of people like will be like, oh, he's only 18. He's 18, so he can't, he can't be an entrepreneurial like person like he, he can't do that he can't focus he's only 18 years old but i'm i definitely am i'm doing it so do you know what makes you smart though uh is realizing that you're only 18 right and that you're gonna make mistakes mm -hmm. that's in my opinion that's what i take from exactly what you just said is understanding your age and that you don't have to be too hard on yourself right because you're doing well thank keep, you thank keep you. it up Thanks. keep it up will do best advice you've ever received Best advice, uh, with power comes responsibility. Great power comes yeah. great responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My dad used to uh, quote that all the time. I actually got it tattooed on my arm right here just because, you know, I thought it would be a good reminder. But, yeah. Yeah. For sure. You're 18. So, you know, and, and you're a good looking kid. Thank you. There's going to be a <laughs> lot of things coming your way. Manage it. Okay. Best social media platform. Uh, Triller. Triller? Yeah. Got to give a shout out to Triller. Well, yeah, you're heavily invested in it. When are you going to give me a lesson on Triller? I got to get on Triller, no? And yeah, 100% you got to get on. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Greatest hockey player ever. We're not talking about the greatest looking, so you don't have to say me. Okay. Greatest okay. hockey player ever. Dang. All right, now I got to think. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would go with Gretzky. Like, Gretzky? Yeah, it's kind of just like someone I always looked at as the best when I grew up. Uh, huge inspiration when I played hockey. Like I was a small kid. When I was younger, I didn't really hit my growth spurt till like this summer. So I was, I was a tiny kid, like small. Love that. Yeah. You know what? You could actually pass for Wayne's son. You kind of have a little bit of resemblance right. with the hair. I like it. Um, what keeps you up at night? Uh, what keeps me up at what night? What a question. At yeah. 18, what's yeah. keeping you up at night? Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe exactly what you're thinking, uh, but <laughs> also, um, I think it's just like the stress from doing all the social media stuff yeah. like, and, and like expanding on that because, uh, I left my family back in Coburg when I was only 17. Like I came out here when I was 17 years old. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot of people to prove wrong back in my town and also, uh, you know, be able to prove my family right and believing in me. Good for you. Good for you. Where do you see yourself? 10 years from now 10 years um definitely uh respected as an entrepreneur uh big portfolio in that as well as uh i really love making content like youtube is like one of my favorite platforms to post on like we talked about like i really get to show who i am so i think it's kind of also cool because i get to document my life 
So like when I'm, you know, I have kids, which I probably will, eh, maybe 12 years. Um, but uh, I'll have like, I'll be able to show them my life. I'll be able to show them my mistakes. I'll be able to show them like how, how we used to act when I was younger and everything like that. Um, hopefully they don't take any ideas away from that, but we'll see. I love that. Lastly, last question. You got a lot of NHL fans watching. What do you want to say to all the NHL fans watching? Um, I mean, I would say, uh, one, Carolina's going to win the cup. I believe it. I have a feeling. And secondly, uh, I mean, play hockey. That, that was my favorite thing in the world. It, it, I miss it more than anything. So if you're like, you know, coming up at that time where it's like, you know, you're not going to play hockey anymore, um, just enjoy it. Like, have the most fun you can playing it. I love that. Listen, Josh, this has definitely been, if not the best interview that we've had <laughs> so far on the Ugly Duck podcast. Really enjoy it. You're a breath of fresh air. If there's anything you ever need, you probably don't have to call me, but if you need to call me, call me anytime. Will I'll do. be here. Thank you to my guest, Josh Richards, for coming on the show today. Really appreciate you. And be sure also to check out his YouTube channel. We put him in net, strap some goalie pads on him. Check out his YouTube channel. Check out the episode and see how many shots he was able to stop. I exposed them, so that'll be fun for you guys to watch. And make sure that you guys tune in next week for another episode of the Ugly Duck Podcast. Also, make sure to like, subscribe, leave your comments below. Let me know if you're enjoying the show. Five-star reviews. Remember, they help us. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the Ugly Duck Podcast. Apple, Spotify, anywhere, YouTube channel. This is the Subinator. Subinator's out. Yeah.